Oh. Oh. Oh, what's going on? Got an issue. Welcome to Sweet Chain Live. This is episode 46. Uh, yeah, we've got a great show for you today, if I can sort things out properly. Um, good evening, Brady. How are you? Howdy, Matt. Good, man. How's your week been? Uh, it's been all right. It's been all right. It's starting to warm up in the capital. I don't know what it's like elsewhere in the country, but it's starting to get a bit roasty in the afternoon, So, uh, which is great. I love it. It means I can sit in the studio um, without 500 layers on. Um, and it's uh, it's nice and warm even at this time of the evening. Yeah, I was gonna say, are you gonna need like air conditioning in the studio soon? Like, how's that gonna work? Uh, I've got a pretty good air conditioner that I walk through on the way in, so I'm gonna use that, I think, rather than any kind of uh, machine operated thing. Um, it's good, um, everything is going well, and I like that it's still a little bit light outside, um, as well. Fantastic, right? Anyway, let's get on with it. Uh, we've got a great show for you today. Um, We've got hot scores uh, first up, uh, then we're going to go around the, around the leagues, um, and then we're going to talk about the results of the Wahi Tapu, which happened over the weekend just gone. Then we're going to talk to our guest, um, Mikey Yu, who uh, won Wahi Tapu, um, spoiler alert, so uh, so yeah. Um, then we've got a, a quick discussion on um, something which came up, uh, Brady, you shared this earlier on in the week, um, about the advantages and disadvantages of throwing a mixed bag versus one manufacturer. So uh, we'll see what um, our thoughts are there. Um, we've got um, a few other news items uh, to cover off, an update to the Sweet Chain Power Rankings, and we spin the wheel for Hosker um, that's occurring this Saturday as well. Right, without further ado, let's get into it then with hot scores starting down south and in Invercargill. It's a stout lockout with Levi and Ethan both hitting 15 under par. So well done to them. Um, up at Chingford in uh, Dunedin, uh, Quinn hits eight under par for the hot score of the week. And Cameron Mackey hits seven under par at Brockville. That's a relatively new course that's gone in there. Um, across to Queenstown in the gardens, it's Alex Basford who hits eight under par. And Gus Van Gisteren uh, hits five under up in Tucker Beach. Ryan Cambridge has locked out Wanaka with a nine under par at Lismore and a four under par at Ely Point. So well done to him. And in Christchurch, Gregor Brosnahan hits a red hot 15 under par at Jelly Park. Whilst Mitch Hudson, um, visiting from Wellington, knocks five down at Queen's Park. And Paul Wadsworth takes out the hot score at Brooker Ave. Freddie, take us through the north. Through the North Island, here in the capital, we have at Barrenpore, myself, uh, chalked up a, a five down this week. Um, out into Petoni, we have Keith Thurlow. He takes out the hot round at Hukoikoi with a minus two. Up at Harcourt Park, um, putting in the work this week, we have myself, we have Chris Sinai and Stan Morris all coming down at three down this week. Um, despite the good weather, you know, like not so hot scores. Uh, going up to Palmy and Linkletter, we have Brock Fraser and Joel Simpson coming in tied at four under par. Uh, sliding out, uh, out to Inglewood, out to the Naki, we have T-Bone coming in at minus three. Man, champ's been real quiet since fault line. Hmm. Uh, Spar Park, let's go Lakeside. Spa Park Red, we have Sean Aston coming in at minus one this week. Nice shooting, Sean. Uh, out to Flaxmere, Wellington's own Scott Woodhouse of Woodhouse Disc Golf and Anthony Rogers coming in at minus five. Um, up to Tauranga uh, at the extreme, we have Josh Pratt coming in at plus one. Uh, and Henderson, thank you, Auckland, for doing the hard yards. You guys are back out and playing. Minus 10. This is not minus 10 for nine holes. This is minus 10 for 18 holes, just in case people were wondering, did two people hit aces? We have Vinnie Wilson and Kane Mayo both coming in at minus 10 this week. So congrats on the hot rounds up in the big smoke. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now there's um, a quick update on the leagues. Now it's the final uh, week of the Baron Paul 200 uh, occurred last Sunday. Um, and in the final week, uh, Brady took out a 974 rated 10 under par. Um, very well done, Brady, um, on that one. And it means that you've taken out the, the uh, division um, ahead of Jung, uh, Jung Ha, who comes in second place, Andy Davey in third, and Brett Carlisle in fourth. It was looking very close there for a moment. I think you only won by one or two places over the course of the, uh, the, the whole um 
the whole league. Uh, Chris Houston and Howard Storey led the way in the advanced division, and Calf Headley took out the FPO division. So well done to them. Um, and in the Spring League um, at Harcourt Park um, this week on Wednesday night, um, we just heard Chris Sinai and uh, Brady Cush both hit three under par. That was 9.39 rated. Um, and Deb Mills took out the ladies' uh, division with an 8.05 rated eight over par, which is her personal best. So well done to, uh, well done to Deb. Um, now, we also had at the weekend um, the Wahitapu take place um, down south. And uh, we're just going to go through the results of that. So uh, the results are up on your screen now. Uh, sixth place uh, was Anthony Rogers. Uh, tied for fourth, Roberts Crestins and Matt Pritchard. Third place, David Keane. Second place, Stephen Reed. And Mikey Yu takes out the title by five shots with a 24 under par. So well done to him um in terms of the ladies um if you look very closely Haley flintoft hits uh 16 uh, plus 16 um playing in ma1 um and finishes ahead of amy whitmore um and echo lee who uh who finished top of the uh ladies um division um worth saying uh before we bring mikey in um that we ran a giveaway competition last week so uh, we had we had no one guessed 24 under um, so the closest without going over was 23 under, um, and that was done by two people, uh, Leon Krellin and Stephen Reed, um, both, um, uh, both guessed, uh, minus 23. So what we're going to do is a little bit later on, um, this evening, um, we'll spin the wheel between them two and, uh, I'll send one of them a prize. Um, I don't know what it is. And I probably won't know what it is until I send it. So uh, that'll be a surprise <laughs> for everybody involved. Um, <laughs> excellent. Right. Um, so let's bring our guest in at this time. Um, he uh, won Wahitapu very recently. He's been on the show before, but not for some time. Um, good evening, Mikey. Hey, guys. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? What's up, Matt? How, how you doing, Mikey? Doing well. Doing well. Have you, have you dried out? Uh, yes, I've, I've dried out. We just had a, a and also a torrential drought downpour here uh, in Queenstown about uh, probably an hour ago, um, <laughs> which was I was actually out in, um, and that was also unideal. <laughs> but but uh, yes, from the weekend, yes, Saturday was very wet, but uh, definitely all right now. Good stuff because I was speaking to uh, someone from Wellington, Dylan, who went down uh, yesterday, um, and he was saying that he's never played in wetter weather, and it just rained solidly for like the eight hours that you guys were playing, and you got like a little bit of respite during lunchtime. Um, yeah. Was it was that how you experienced it as well? <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was. It was raining the whole way through for sure. Um, I feel that the 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 lunchtime break were, was good. Um, because it did, the temperature kind of got really cold towards the end of each of the rounds on the first day. Um, so kind of like everybody's last three to five holes, uh, everyone was really feeling that it was colder. And of course that's because it was snowing up on the hills. Um, and yeah, it was, yeah, it was definitely challenging, challenging for sure. And you, you shot so how do you pretty, go out and uh, throw the blinder in those conditions? <laughs> um, a, a good umbrella is helpful, like a nice big one. Um, I had uh, sort of four towels on rotation. Uh, I have a dry a dry bag um, where a little I'm not sure where I put it. The little uh, Innova Sports Grip bag. Um, so I've got one of those which I was using as well quite a lot and padding discs down with that um yeah and then i mean just i guess trying to make sure that each disc that i threw before i threw it was dry um so i kind of planned the rounds a little bit as, as much as i could to not throw the same disc twice so that i had time to dry it between shots um or off the tee from one tee to the next tee so I might like alternate what pigs that I would throw from one shot to the next shot purely so that I was throwing a dry disc and had good consistent grip and kept my hands dry. 
that's a that's a next level kind of disk management going on there. It's not only not only having to think about what you're going to throw, but also like whether it's going to be dry enough or you know, and you, you're not going to spend all all afternoon drying disks off. No, you can only sort of dry like whilst you're walking from one shot to the next shot. Um, mm. And if you're lucky and you park it, then you've got time. If you yeah. shank your shot, then you know, you might not throw the same disc, so it's okay, but it can definitely be challenging. Mm. So you must have been feeling pretty confident after that and first round. And what was round. it like playing out the front? Yeah. Um, so I guess like after the first round, I was like, that's, it went, it went well. Um, I had six shots from the first round, um, which was spare. So I, you know, did quite well. I was very happy with that. Um, going into the second round, I was looking to increase that, of course. Um, but everybody being wet, um, you know, it's not always easy to get back out when it's cold and you've been inside and been a little bit warmer. Um, I took a, a portable hairdryer um, for my shoes and a second set of inner soles um, and dried my shoes out at lunch in, in between eating. Um, and what else did I do to try and help? Um, and all my towels, I like blow dried my towels and my jacket and my pants and everything that was wet. I <laughs> got this portable hairdryer on the go and just, yeah, just went, went crazy with it and, uh, dried everything out. So I came out warm and dry with a full change of gear, um, and wasn't soaked, which was handy. I, I want to know what the, uh, what the, what the sales assistant said when you bought your hairdryer, um, like that must have been quite a. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just been lying around, is it? <laughs> funnily enough, they didn't ask because it was five dollars from the Salvation Army, a little fold-up portable one. Excellent, excellent. Recycle work. That's that. That shows quite some preparation. <laughs> I'll be honest. That you, I like. I wouldn't have thought of that honestly to take a little portable hairdryer with me, but I, it's locked in now for when uh, when I'm looking at the forecast and expecting rain. For winter competitions, it can be really, really helpful. Um, I The first time I did it uh, was, oh, I think, was it North Island Champs? And when we were at the, um, I've forgotten, in New Plymouth. Uh, what's the name? Inglewood. Inglewood. Yeah, that's where it was. And uh, that's such a fun course. Um, mm -hmm. And, yeah, I did it at lunchtime there um, while we were eating between the rounds. And everyone was like, what are you up to? I'm like, I'm drying my shoes out. And they're like, oh. <laughs> everyone else is sat sopping wet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, this is your fourth victory on the tour this year. Oh, okay. Cool. I hadn't hadn't been counting. That's really, that's nice. Um, so you've got you've got the, the Peter Crowther, the Queensland uh, Classic, Tucker Beach, and, um, and Waitapu. Ah, uh, Tucker Beach, I didn't win the overall. I won my division. Ah, okay, yes. Okay. So, okay, we'll, we'll take that one off then and say that there's, there's those three. Um, yeah. Which one was your favourite? Um, I've... I mean, it's always cool to win, win in Queenstown because that's where I am and, you know, that's that's awesome. Um, I think I, I was most stoked to probably win the Wahitapu because it's the first time that I've won that and the others I have won them before um, and there was good battles in you know in both the Crowther and uh, and Wahitapu where it was very very close um, at, at different points that made it a lot more challenging and, and you had to you know pull yourself together um, and, and, and be consistent and solid um, but yeah, Waihitapu was probably the coolest one so far of those three for this season, for sure, and the most fun event as well. Excellent. Did you like going with this being your last tournament of the season and like having won one and wanting to like win this for the first time? Is there extra pressure? Like, how do you change your mindset coming into Waihitapu this time round? Um, I guess there was pressure because I really wanted to win it because I've come, I was second last year because I had a good second round and was in the lead and then threw it away in the last round. Um, 
and could only get back to being second essentially um which was unfortunate and because of because of that i finished tied second and it cost me i think the overall win um for the for the whole for the national tour because it was point eight or point six of a point of the difference between myself and jacko um and if i had have gotten outright second that may have made the difference mm. um which is pretty crazy um because of how close it was and then this year um i guess it was i, I really really wanted to win it i mean you guys kind of picked me to win it so there's a little bit of bonus pressure there <laughs> I, you know, I, I watch and I'm like, oh, you know, do they, do they pick me to win it or not? Whether they do or don't, I'm still going to try and play the same. Um, but it's, you know, obviously cool to prove you guys right. Or sometimes it's cooler to prove you guys wrong if you don't pick me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's, I don't know, I definitely really wanted to win it. I'm sad that Jacko couldn't be down there to play. Um, I'm sure, you know, he would have, you know, done well. I mean, I haven't really played with him in torrential rain to sort of know um, where he's at. I've watched him throw in crazy winds um, and a little bit of rain, which we had the previous year, um, whereas just straight rain is, you know, it's different for a lot of people. You just get wet and cold if you've not got the right equipment. Mm. And so one of the other questions I have, so you talk about throwing away and like having to battle back last year, mm. like you're in the lead pretty comfortably, but as, as we kind of mentioned a little bit and talked about pre-show, you started to do a lot of dumb stuff in the last round. Yep. So for like viewers out there who might be struggling and like that kind of stuff for like people who might not have been under that pressure, what's it like? How, how do you bring your mindset back to like settle down when the rounds almost starting to get out of control as you're kind of competing for the win? It, it got very out of control. My rounds, um, I threw the same shot off the tee of what I threw the previous two rounds, but it went straight out of bounds. Um, you know, people will see in the coverage <laughs> how, how much of a um, a troubled round it was, and then uh, got trapped. Went went to make the putt from the drop zone, didn't make it. Got trapped behind a tree, couldn't make that, and end you know and started with like a double bogey right off the bat. You know, and I did pretty much the same thing last year. Um, in not was it in the last round? Maybe it was no that was in the final final five kind of thing on it which we'll get to in a bit i guess so i know i i then realized like you know come on man like you you know what your shot is going to be you you've checked what's going on you need to play the same shot the next hole comes up i didn't ruin it or throw it away i you know played a reasonable shot um didn't make my putt and so i lost another stroke there um the next hole i got the birdie with a good putt so i started to be like right i'm in focus of um i'm making it happen it's going to be okay um and then the next hole i'm there ready to tap in for my birdie and as i'm putting i'm getting bitten by a sandfly on my putting hand and i don't make my like two or three meter putt it was terrible um, and you'll, you'll watch it and you'll just be like, oh, um, and you'll see me like smash the sand fly. Like, like after I've like, yeah, it's, yeah. And then I, and then I throw in and, um, for the next hole and, or, uh, which was like the, the ace hole, um, and have it and have a good chance at it and go just past the basket and nearly make the ace. But then I'm outside circle or just on the edge of circle and don't make the putt. Um, so there's a whole lot of like stuff that it just was very, very up and down the following hole. Easy parked it birdie next hole, hit the tree, had to make a challenging putt. Um, and you know, and made it. So I was like, it was, I was going sort of a little bit of up and down, but it, I wasn't, losing lots of strokes at that point um it 
a few holes after that, you'll watch where it gets really terrible and that doesn't matter what I do, everything goes bad. Um, <laughs> and I get uh, Adam, so the T, uh, I guess, is it assistant TD or co, co TD? Assistant, yeah. Adam, Adam rolls up um, and says, oh, hey, guys, did you guys want lunch? Um I'll, I'll bring you, I'll bring you lunch down for you. Cause we started later cause it was on tea times on the last day. Um, and it was taking quite a while. The round wasn't the fastest. And of course, you know, we have to wait for other people ahead or for, you know, um, flex line to get all the way down to the other end of the tee. So poor Chris is running, <laughs> <laughs> um, to, to get down there. Um, and, but not fall in a pothole or, you know, or, you know, or anything like that. Um, so wait, food arrives, I eat, um, you know, half a burger and I'm like, right, you know, this is a good little break time. I can pull it together. Um, and then that's sort of what turned it around for me was getting some food and having that little moment to just sit down and, and chill. And then I, uh, yeah, pulled it back because I'd lost the lead by that point. Um, from being six shots ahead and losing the lead, you know something's really wrong and you definitely need to <laughs> focus and sort it out. Um, and so, yeah, got a stroke back on the neck, on the next hole, uh, got another one on the next hole and continued to just get strokes back across the back end of the, the last bit of the course before we went to that final five. Um, so went from one shot down to I think like four shots ahead um and you know just sort of battled my way back and even then i was still not not putting as good as i wanted i you'll watch another part that looks like it's maybe a tiny bit high but it's in the middle and i go up to the basket and look because it hits dead center in the and it looks like it goes in and then it shoots like straight back out and it's not because oh. it hit the pole it's because where the weld is on the top of the rim, yeah, the chain got locked in a little dip and the chain didn't slide. So there was no um, oh. suspension for the disc to hold and fall. It just shot back out with the chain swinging. Um, and there's the crowd there and they're all like, oh, and I'm like, yep, that's just the day. <laughs> um, yeah. And you'll see the, you know, the rest of the round, there were some amazing shots, um, not from myself. Um, you can look forward to an amazing, amazing shot um, from Matt, who will be on the, on that final card. Um, and yeah, that's that's a really, really good one that I'm sure you'll you'll everyone will enjoy it. Um, it's really cool. I was super stoked for him when he when he made that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you're saying the secret is lunch lunch make sure you eat and hydrate <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> yeah eating because i just got in a real downward spiral and food sorted it out so i'm very very grateful for um for adam bringing bringing some food for us um it was yeah maybe it was the jalapenos who knows <laughs> I mean, you know, jo joking aside, there's there's a, there's a serious point here, and that's if you're if you're going to go and play 21 holes in the, you know, cold and wet and rain, then it's mm -hmm. important that you that you do the right thing for your body and and uh, and make sure that you stay, um, give yourself some energy and give yourself some hydration. I've certainly um, experienced that in my part in in the past, um, so I think you make a a, a good point, and it's it's probably. Uh, you know, it's, it certainly helped you this weekend. You you will see though the final round is essentially the best weather that that competition has ever had, and I just for some reason couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> the last, the very last hole of the final five though is a is a is a good shot that nearly made up for everything. Um, but you can wait to see that on the footage. Very much looking forward to the footage actually um, yeah. from uh, from from Flexline. They've just. Um, brought out the uh the, the, the tournament before mm. um that's just come out so we'll look forward to the way tapu coming out um shortly as well um so no more tournaments for you this year 
Where um, is? Oh, unless you uh, the um, day in the dunes is that is that that's right, isn't it? Um, yeah. In in Chicago. Yep. Um, I'm looking to go and play that, and then mm -hmm. also I'm thinking about maybe going to play the skins match in Christchurch. Hmm. Yeah, that looks uh, looks like it's going to be interesting. Hey, yep. that format's a, a really it's a it's a great great different format that we've not seen um, so much uh, certainly mm. on not on that scale anyway. Yeah, and the pressure will be on for everybody. You're only going to by the looks of it, you're playing two rounds. If you're local, you might know where all of those um, mm -hmm. holes are, but if you're not, then you know you're kind of playing it a little bit more blind and yeah um just hoping that you've got your distances dialed in yeah certainly on that jelly park course that's that's exactly what you what, what you need to do it's it's all about distance control good stuff so when when does your season i guess the season's already kicked off because it's they've got the split season now so um when does when what's your first tournament in 2022 um if it, you, you're talking national tour or just first competition because i think there might be differences there um i i think is roxborough before dunedin it is I, it's normally pretty early in january um yeah that one and then you'll be in dunedin and then um the smash presumably yep and then it's North Island Champs after that, if everything goes well for everybody to travel and stuff. Yeah, North Island Champs is the weekend before Heislander, I think. So ah, it's, a, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, a busy, it's a busy January. I think it's yes. Roxburgh, North Island Champs, Heislander, Southern Smash. Yes. Um, and then a month later is Nationals, and presumably you're coming to Wellington for that. Yes. Um, and that goes live, is it tomorrow? On uh, registration won't be until next week so we have to give people a week to prep um there will be announcement coming out tomorrow of like uh there's going to be three tiers of registration this year to make sure that like everyone uh gets in in time and like yeah. knows what's going on for those tiers yeah good good but yes i am definitely looking to come and play that one um yeah i assume you're taking over both sides of the course yeah, yeah, it'll be very similar to Middle Earth. Um, like every tournament, I'll be upgrading it ever so slightly with, you know, maybe a little different OB here, maybe a little different T-pad there, but it'll be very similar to what people experienced last year. Hopefully the weather plays the same. <laughs> nice. It'll be lovely. Good stuff, good stuff. Now, Mikey, you've been on the show several times before, um, but not for some time. Um, so you, you haven't had chance to um, do Desert Island Disc Golf. So um, we're going to crack into that now. Um, so the premise is uh, that you're stranded on a desert island. Uh, this desert island has a disc golf course and you've been stranded with three discs and three card mates um, who can be um, alive or dead, real or imaginary, um, or whoever you like. All right. So... What are you throwing? What are your three discs? Uh, I guess we start in kind of putter, putter land. Mm -hmm. um, the oldest pig in the bag that I'm sure people have seen <laughs> thrown lots. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, yeah, the straight pig, I guess you will call it. Um, it's the, 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 yeah, it's the one that you can rip on it and it will get a bit of turn and act like a, a normal your normal putting putter it will kind of do the same job but it will have that consistent finish um and it's a little nicer for the you know forehands touch shots and mm -hmm. all all of the all of the approach type needs it generally gets the job done it has done for i'm not even i don't know how many years it's been now but I mean, you can probably see it's <laughs> very flat and sunken so have, you got, have, you, have you got another one that's kind of coming along behind it, so to speak, uh, for when that one does get too flippy? Uh, yep. Um, let me reach back here. <laughs> so that one is another one that I've been throwing for a year or so. Um, and that one is not, not, not getting that same sort of flip unless I'm like 
really cranking on it forehand or there's some some crazy wind. Um, and then after that one, I have a, a couple of others that will also um, are getting to that stage of being, um, they're still very overstable, um, but it's just, you know, when, when will I start to make them to be more beat in to catch up to say the pink one? Um, it's not, uh, I guess I don't, I don't, I don't have, if I don't lose any, it's okay. Um, <laughs> and I can sort of continue. Um, so I have lots of, lots of pigs hanging out in the wings, <laughs> ready, <laughs> ready for, ready for when they need be, um, which is pretty cool. And if I did lose the, the, the mustardy one, um, I'd probably throw my putting putter instead just because they fly almost the exact same distance and, in the backhand shot, they'll get that same bit of turn and then that sort of soft finish, um, which is pretty cool. Excellent. Okay, so we've got a pig. What else have we got? I was finding it really difficult to decide if I wanted something that was very overstable in case it's windy on said island um, or not. <laughs> You're the first it... person who considers the conditions. Normally yeah. people come on and just go, these are my favorite. Uh, <laughs> I thought about all of the things. I have yeah. favorites, but I also have like conditions, you know, you want to play well. Uh, yeah. You've stranded with your so hair you four towels then? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, depends on how many items I'm allowed to bring to the island, but sure. <laughs> four <laughs> towels, handy. I actually had five, so I had a super fresh one on the day for the second round to start, <laughs> but I just used the four in the first round. <laughs> okay. Um. Firebird, uh, glow, glow firebird. I guess it's a, I would say that it's probably the second run of whichever year that they chose to do it in. Um, and it flies real good. It does its job for sure. Um, you know what a firebird's going to do. You don't need to think about it. You throw it and it does its job. Boom. Fantastic. Um, as much as I throw lots and lots of shrikes, I'm going to go with this lovely destroyer because I don't know. I, I think I like it a lot and it flies really good. I was sacrificing. I was, yeah, I'm sacrificing distance of this disc for the coolness of this disc. Um, just cause it's a cool color and yeah. <laughs> I know it flies good. <laughs> Easy. Good stuff. Good stuff. And you can take three people. Sounds like it's your from... third disc and your first card mate. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Who have you got? Um, I've always thought that Ricky was pretty awesome and does a good job. So I'd say Ricky. Um, mm. And then I'd want my card, card mate to also be fun. And you can see like, you know, Ricky has a good laugh when he's playing skins matches and he likes to wind people up and, and things. It's good times. Uh, Kelvin is the other one who will definitely do the same. It's <laughs> all seriousness when it's time to be serious, but when it's time to have fun and you, you know, stranded or in a tough spot, he's good to have a laugh. Um, and the third one would, <laughs> would be Conrad because um, he's, he's also really, really funny. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, I need to get better at backhands as well. I mean, all those guys throw amazing backhands. Um, two of them also throw pretty decent forehands. Obviously, Ricky can crush a forehand if he needs to. Um, yeah, but they're, they're my three, James, Kelvin, and Rick. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. That would be a very competitive card with yourself as well. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Right. Okay. So we're going to um, also now go through our quick fire round. Um, so um, the family friendly front nine is first up um, and then Brady's going to take us through a safari back nine, um, which is different for everybody. So first up then, question number one, what's your name? Mikey you. Where were you born? Melbourne, Australia. Where do you live now? Queenstown. What's your PDGA number? Ten four five six four. How many years have you been playing? I think it's eight now. Favorite disc? Pig. Um, <laughs> pig. So many pigs. 
<laughs> Look at them all. <laughs> Favorite course? Uh, I really, I really liked playing uh, Inglewood. I thought it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Favorite MPO player? Rick. Favorite FPO player? Um, that one's a funny one. I think of. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Haley King. Haley King could do well. I think she's awesome. She can throw well, and she's on the way up. Definitely, definitely. Good stuff. Okay, Brady, take us through the back nine. Back nine. Let's go. Um, Heiser flipper forced flex. Mm, I'll force flex for that one. Stepper or jumper? Jump. Ace pot or CTP? Oh, ace pot for sure. Rain or wind? Clearly rain. The, the competitions have shown that. <laughs> <laughs> I've played the best rounds in the rain for many. It's ridiculous. Well, speaking of that, gardens in the wind or tuckers in the rain? Mm. Damn. Uh, I'd probably still go tuckers in the rain. Tucker's yeah. in the rain, but yeah. it's always sunny at Tucker's. Exactly. <laughs> That's why it's contradictory. <laughs> okay. Glow round or sunrise round? Glow. Uh, thousand rated or win the tournament? Mm, win. Uh, run it or lay up? I'm always running it. <laughs> gets me in trouble but i'm always generally going for it <laughs> and drum and bass banger or deep house remix oh drum and bass all day there's not even a thought <laughs> sweet there you go there you have it there is your safari back nine thank you so much mikey good stuff lovely um mikey thank you so much for coming on the show today um, and taking us through uh, the round of Wahitapu, the um, coverage of which is going to be um, coming out on FlexLine Media very soon. So uh, make sure you uh, head over to YouTube, subscribe to their channel, hit the bell so you get the notification when it comes through. Um, good stuff, and thank you so much for coming on. Mikey, we'll have you on again, I'm sure. Um, until then, go well. Thanks, guys. Cheers. You have Cheers, a great Mikey. day. And, uh, yeah, see you around. See you later. Wow, quite the uh, quite the conditions, um, quite the conditions down south over the weekend. It looks like Mikey did his prep and did his uh, um, did all the right things on the day to make sure he put himself into a into a good position, or at least on the first day, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, absolutely right. Um, we've got a few things to get through uh, today. Um, but we wanted to have a quick chat now um, about something that you shared uh, earlier in the week, Brady. Do you want to um, kick us off? Yeah. Yeah, let's go with um... – so it's kind of interesting. Um, there was a really good article posted on Ulti Discworld, for those who follow it or not, um, discussing, yeah, that idea of is it better to focus on one manufacturer or to throw mm -hmm. a mixed bag and, you know, like not really care, you know, people who's in it. And they brought up some really good points of one, there are heaps of discs out there. There are heaps of manufacturers out there. So like as a new player, it could be overwhelming to try to throw everything, to learn mm -hmm. everything compared to, oh, well, if I happen to throw Discraft, you know, like it makes it easier if I just kind of focus on Discraft discs. Or if I throw Latitude, it might be easier just to throw mm -hmm. Latitude discs. And then kind of as I expand my bag and as I go, well, you know, at Hardcore Park, I'm really struggling with hole five. Hey, Matt, do you have any latitude discs that might help me? Mm -hmm. You know, as compared to now, you know, and which comes in handy later on down the track when you have someone like me who's going for disc mania. Well, it's one of easy to kind of swap from one bag to the another because I kind of know how my discs fly. But then also you have people like Drew Gibson and people like Eric Oakley who are now sponsored players 
who now can throw whatever they want. And so mm -hmm. it kind of, for me, starts to beg the question, is the way of the single manufacturer dying and is the way of the multi-manufacturer or the retailer in their case, because it's infinite discs, on the rise? It's an interesting one. Um, we want to know what you what you do. So in the comments below, put either hashtag one or hashtag mixed um, and let us know what you throw. And we'll do a little bit of a um, very unscientific poll at the end to see what kind of thing we get. Um, Brady, you've been Discraft for a long time. And then this year um, have moved across to um, to Dismania gradually. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. So it was one of those that there were certain molds that I had in my bag that, yeah, you know, like I've trusted for years. So like I have a, a white buzz that I only just took out of my bag about a month ago when the new MD3s came out. And, you know, like it was one of those, the old MD3s were more stable, kind of like my buzz OS or like a wasp as compared to, um, you know, like actual buzz. And so, yeah, you know, like it kind of took me, I've been playing long enough and with this craft long enough, and there are enough people around the city, unlike pros that I've heard of in the States that like Paul Macbeth, like had, hadn't touched a, a Discraft disc in nearly a decade. You know, he mm. was only exclusively throwing Innova compared to I'm like, oh, hey, Matt, like, how's that new trust throw? You know, like, or like, mm. oh, that's a pretty maverick. Do you mind if I give it a go? So like, I've always kind of dabbled in multiple, but you know, like being so dialed in my game and my shot selection, I needed very certain discs to throw for me so it's taken me kind of 10 months to one acquire those discs find those discs mm -hmm. or in disc mania's case have them be produced so that i can actually throw them and add them to my bag yeah because how yeah. like matt are you one are you mixed like what are you throwing these days so i'm i'm one um and so i used to i used to have a mixed a mixed bag um when i when i first started you know you, you get your rpm starter pack which i think most a lot, of, a lot of people didn't do and then um back in the day um there weren't any retailers in wellington so uh we went to uh we went on to infinite discs and ordered a bunch of bunch of stuff with a few mates and and, and got some stuff in um and actually it was the Infinite Disc has got a little uh, tick box you can you can do when you when you order from them, um, which uh, they'll throw a mystery disc in um, if you order a certain number. And I tick that box because I thought, well, who loves a mystery box? I love a mystery box, right? So um, that came through, and it was a it was a Latitude Fifty Four Mall that came through as my mystery disc, right? Um, and oh, I loved it. It was great. It was such a good disc. Uh, so it's a Speed 7, 7 Glide, minus 3, 1, right? And for me, when I just started playing, and I'm an I'm a, an ultimate player with no arm but an air bounce, it was absolutely fantastic <laughs> to, uh, to, to, to go pretty straight, right? It wasn't really dumpy. Everything else I'd thrown was... was, was 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 too dumpy so it was absolutely brilliant um the other thing i liked about it was the feel of the plastic so when i had it in my hand compared to the other um brands that i that i that i threw and there was a bit of a mix of everything it just it was in um it was in gold line plastic it just felt really nice i don't know if you if you if you had that feeling before um when you when you get a disc in your hand, you go, oh, actually, this just feels good. I'm sure many of you know what I'm talking about. Um, I got that feeling from it. Um, and so I started playing around with a few other um, Latitude discs and then made the decision, all right, let's just keep it simple and, and, and go full Latitude. And that happened about April of 2020. So for about 18 months now, I've been throwing all Latitude. And I've got it down now so that I've got I throw probably about on most rounds. I I throw about five molds, um, and yeah. So I've just got, but they're all latitude um, now. And so uh, your goal, so your goal as a player is one hmm. company with as few molds as possible. Yeah. So so my my bag at the moment pretty much consists of I carry four putters. They're all keystones in various degrees of wear. Um, I've, I've got three trusts. They all do, they're all slightly different stabilities. Um, I've got two anchors, a 
musket and a grace and that covers about 95 percent of my shots um a saint a river a rive and a sinus will do the rest but 95 percent of my shots are those discs um and and i kind of and i like I've, I've kind of got into that kind of habit now of like i just like the way they feel in my hand and then i i, I kind of know what they're gonna what they're gonna do um and i know you could say that about anyone's anyone's bag if it was a mix of uh if, if it was a mix of brands but i also i also like the brand you know i like the way they kind of put themselves across and the way that they uh the way they hold themselves and the way they market themselves i i like i just like that i mean you could and and it's, it's difficult to describe why because you know why does anybody like anything um you know why does why are people's favorite colors what they are you, you know there's no reason for it. you just like it um and that and that's what it is for me uh, uh with with latitude so yeah it's it's all latitude for me and so, Matt, for the viewers out there who who might not be familiar with the term, can you please describe uh, dumpy uh, to them? Uh, so really overstable. So okay. something that's um, dumpy. Yeah. So something that comes out of your hand and immediately goes left. So if you've thrown a tilt, that's the dumpiest disc you're likely to throw. Or a stego, actually, <laughs> is probably, I found, more, more dumpy. But, I mean, there's no reason why I should throw those for anything more than a meme or, or a lol. It's, uh, you know, I'd never, ever dream of doing it in any kind of competition. Um, can we add dumpy discs to the like categories on sweet chain music? That'd be yeah, great. They, uh, yes, they, they should be dumpy, beefy, meat hook. Yeah. All of those. Um, yeah. I, I found that, um, when I first ordered those, those discs that a lot of them, um, I, I found far too stable for me, far too stable. So, um, yes. Brady, you were Discraft for a long time. Why did you stick with Discraft? Um, uh, it was probably the simpler. So, like, to be fair, I've been playing for 15 years. And so the mm. idea of where I, growing, when I started to play in Maine, there was a, a pro shop on uh, every course. And they typically either had Discraft or Innova, and that was it. Um, mm. You know, like, Dynamic Discs had only barely gotten on the scene. I started playing around, like, 2007. Um, you know, like my first discs were like these whammos. So choosing Discraft originally was, well, I only really had two options. Most yeah. of my friends threw Innova anyway. So I was like, oh, well, I can be different and I'll throw Discraft. And mm -hmm. then it's also turned out that over time, they're just, to be honest, like I totally agree with their statement of like, they just make consistent discs. So mm -hmm. like, you know, I moved over to New Zealand with three discs in my bag. I only brought three with me. I brought a nuke, a buzz and a magnet, you know, like it was the same magnet that I've been competing with for like six, seven years at that point, you mm -hmm. know, and basically the buzz in New Zealand became my go-to. And then I've rebuilt my bag and rebuilt my game based on a buzz shot at basically mm -hmm. different levels. And so it's just kind of one of those. And also I think, I literally, my first match play was up in Auckland in like 2012, maybe 2013. Um, mm -hmm. I went to the tournament with three discs. I came back with one. And so <laughs> like I lost my nuke. I lost my buzz. The nuke came back, actually. It's still buried somewhere. <laughs> the buzz went in the river and is gone. But I bought a new buzz and it threw exactly like my old buzz. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, well, this is convenient, you know, compared to, I know that that hasn't been the other case with some RPM molds, with some Innova molds. And so like that fact that like store-bought brand new throws exactly what I'm expecting it to. I, I just haven't had to look back. And basically yeah. I've always done my homework. Discraft has been really good back in the day where they would have pros give reviews of discs. And so I would always do my research on, Oh, I need this shot. I need a fairway. I need a mid or a throwing putter mm -hmm. or like a distance driver that does this. And they'd be like, yeah. a pro would be like, I throw this, this, that does that. So it's like, mm -hmm. sweet. I'd buy that disc because it's Discraft. It did that thing. And so it's like, mm -hmm. Bob's your uncle and away I went. And so, yeah, it yeah. just made it simpler for me. I, I think consistency is a big thing. I I, I really do. The Because the, discs aren't things that you generally tend to buy and then have for the rest of your life, right? You're going to go, you're going to recycle them. You're going to want to replace them if they change their flight um, characteristics, et cetera. But um so being able to get 
years down the line, a disc that's going to do the same as the one that is in your bag. I think it's really, really important. And that's something for me that um, I've found with, with Latitude is, 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 is pretty consistent um, within their, within their kind of, within their runs. Um, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty consistent. Like I lost a grace in the trees just before Harcourt, just before fault line. Sorry. So I, I put another one in my bag that was, that was yeah. brand new and it threw pretty much exactly the same. Um, and I, which I was really, really glad for, really, really glad for. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think the consistency thing is, is a lot. I think Discraft do a great job of it and there are others that, that do less of a good job of it in my view, but, um, yeah. Yeah, um, it's the, one of the uh, one of the points that uh, was made on that article was that it was easier for beginners to get into the sport because instead of having to go look, each manufacturer's got I don't know, in in Innova's case, uh, hundreds of molds. You know, you've got um, you've got if you can focus on one manufacturer and you're going right, I need something for this spot, then you can go and you can just go right, I need this disc. Um, rather than going, well, do I buy a Zone or a Rock Free or a Kia or a whatever, right? Yeah. So how, how do you how do you make the decision? So that that's that I think is has got benefit to it as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah the I don't only know. issue we're running into now is uh, just accessibility. So like mm -hmm. we can find the information now is a lot easier to find than it used to be about you know like yeah. oh I throw Innova I want to throw a fairway, you know, like a leopard three, you know, and then you go to the store and you're like, Oh, I want a leopard three, but it's like, you know, they have destroyers and trikes and firebirds. And it's like, well, they don't have what I'm looking for. And so, you know, like, thankfully enough, people like yourself, people like dish shop and NZDSS DSS and small planet, like retailers are getting a lot better now about carrying more. But I know, mm -hmm. especially in New Zealand, when I first moved over, you know, like 10 years ago, the access to discs was a lot different. And so now yeah. we have access to information. So we know what we want to buy and we finally mm -hmm. have retailers selling that plastic. Um, so it's actually, yeah. it's really good to see. And so like from me to you, like, thank you. Thank you for coming in and, you know, like supplying, you know, New Zealand with much needed uh, plastic goods as it were. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I think it's an, it's an interesting one. There's a lot of people out there who I've, I've read comments online about, well, if you're not sponsored by them, then just go with, um, go for a mix back. Does it matter? I mean, <laughs> ultimately, I mean, it doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, uh, lots of people will go with different molds and different ones, but people will go with ones because they like a player that throws um, that particular uh, brand of plastic, which is, um, which is interesting, given that <laughs> players move around quite a bit. But, um, but yeah, no, interesting. Okay, um, moving on. Uh, there was an announcement um that came out via email i think it was yesterday um from nzdg which uh, announced that vaccine passports will be uh, mandatory at tour events from tomorrow um so if you want to play a tour event get your vaccine passport is um what they're what they're what they're saying so make sure you check your email for further details on that um next up brady some good news about baronport Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I can confirm um, uh, that the Greater Wellington Disc Golf Club has been awarded pub charity funding. So we've officially been granted over $13,000 to help upgrade the course. Um, you know, like, so T pads, T signs, uh, and a course map uh, will all be coming hopefully uh, by Christmas. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's going to be a working group then, presumably, to. Uh... To, to get all that installed or will, will does that include the installation as well that includes installation as well i went full-on professional Whoa. for this one you know it like is. we're getting turf tee pads not wow. concrete or not pavers yeah mm -hmm. splashed wow. out Good you know because <laughs> I, I i can remember i was i helped install those baskets and uh yeah so that was uh, that was good fun it was a good fun day uh, but some of them were, well, you know, the basket placements, some of them were, uh, um, were very, very, uh, very, very precariously placed, um, and not so hard, not so easy ground to dig holes in either. Um, anyway, good stuff. Yeah. So, um, if you're not, um, if you're going to be around Wellington, then, uh, keep an eye on the great Wellington disc golf page because they'll have all the information about, um, when the new, uh, T-pads and signs will be in for your use. Um, 
Next up, we've got um, we've got the uh, Flexline Media have released the Bros for Chains uh, charity classic coverage. Um, Brad, have you watched it yet? I've watched the first fourteen holes. The first quarter of the feature card. Yeah, yeah, feature card. So yeah, I'm I'm still getting through it. It's yeah. Had a busy week okay. planning for nationals and getting this stuff. Okay. How about you? How, well, how have you made it through any? Yeah, I've I've watched all of them. So I I will tell you that um it gets really good towards the end, towards the end of the lead card um gets very very good. So stick with it because it's gonna it's really really good. That 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 back seven is fantastic. So uh, and uh, always good to see the coverage. Looking forward to the Waitapu one coming out very soon. So head over to uh, Flexline Media's page and they'll um and they've got all the course all the uh, all the cards on there free. Three, um, three separate shows for each of the cards. Yep. Um, okay. Right. Um, finally, we're going to be picking out uh, the themed round at Hoska this weekend. Do we need um, to pick a, a winner first, or are we doing Hoska first? We'll do Hoska first, then we'll go across okay. and pick a winner between um, Leon and uh, and Stephen. Stephen. Um, so, first up, people have the choice of um, either um, a the the free choices were a bag tag scramble, <laughs> um, yep. mulligans, um, or back nine. Now, nobody voted for the back nine. Six people voted for bag tag scramble, um, which is basically everybody's bag tag goes into uh, goes into a pot, and the person who shoots best out of all of the cards takes home the lowest number. Um, so, uh, yeah, you can really improve and not have to, you know, luck of the draw that someone's going to be um, number ones on your card. Uh, alternatively, it could keep the person who's got number one away from the uh, tournament this weekend. Brady, you've got like number three or something, haven't you? Number two? Yeah, I'm sitting on three at the moment. Mitch, I think, is sitting on one. Andy might have two. Excellent. So we shall know. Um, who's got the balls to show up on Saturday um, to put their bag tag on the line? I should be there with my I should be doing my um, number twenty six up for grabs. So we shall see. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, the other choice is Mulligans. So uh, we'll if Mulligans comes up, we'll spin the wheel again. Um, and for the number of Mulligans that everyone's going to get for the fiend round, so we could see some really really low scores um, from lots of people if Mulligans comes up and we get a good number of them. Um, but without further ado, let's have a go, see what's going to come up. And there we go. It's bag tag scramble. So uh, everybody's bag tag will be up for grabs um, on Saturday. So come along Saturday, half past eight, half past nine, sorry, at Petoni, uh, and bring your bag tag, um, especially if you've got a low number. Right. Um, next up. We're going to um, go to, um, whilst I'm getting the draw spin wheel up, if you want to cheer for the person who you want to win in the uh, comments, then uh, then you can do. Um, well done. Yep, so who do we got? We got a Leon and a Steven. Well done to <laughs> Leon and Steven um, for guessing minus 23. Um, in fact... One moment. Let's just make this a little bit more interesting, um, so it's not so obvious when it. There we go. And who's going to win? <laughs> and away we go. Uh, congratulations, uh, Leon. Uh, well done, Leon. Um, I should be sending you something um, in the post. You won't know what it is until you get it, um, and I'll only know when I send it. So, yeah, we look forward <laughs> to that. Right. Um, Please don't lose it in the mail, Matt. Sorry? It's Christmas. Be nice. Yeah, no, it will arrive before Christmas, I promise. Um, so uh, I think that's it for us for this week. Um, Brady is... Well, power uh, ranking. Oh, it, of course it is. My apologies. Let's data analytics team have been slaving away hard all week, and you're I, just going to throw them under the bus. I can't believe they'll be ashamed. Um, they'll be ashamed. I'll have to. Buy you're going to be hearing from them, I'm sure. I'll have to uh, make sure that I uh, that I, I, I 
pay for their Christmas party drinks. Right, um, here we go. So <laughs> the power rankings have uh, come out. Um, and there's a small change in the ladies' division. Uh, Amy Whitmore moves up one spot to 11th. Um, and in the um, MPO division, Mike Yu, four spaces uh, up to sixth. Uh, Stephen Reed up 12 spaces to 13th. Um, and a little bit of uh, movement um, elsewhere as well. So congratulations to anybody who's moved there. Um, when we do uh, a show a little bit later on, we've got the uh, the, the day in the dunes, um, uh, which uh, is still to come, which will affect the rankings. But on the last show of the uh, of the year, um, we'll go down a bit further than twentieth, so that you can look out for your name or the names of people that you know, um, and we'll be we'll be going all the way down to however far we can go down. Um, and we'll be doing some funky. Um, uh, motion charts and everything so the, the the data team have got a busy couple of weeks ahead of them um just to let you know uh of our broadcast schedule um over the next few weeks um we're obviously going to be coming next thursday and the 16th the final show of the year will be on the 23rd of december we are then going to have a week off uh and be returning on the 6th of january which will be episode 50 um which uh, will be very, very interesting and um, uh, and, a, and a good bit of fun. So uh, look out for for that. Um, otherwise, um, have a lovely week. Play some disc golf. Get some birdies. Take it easy. Thank you very much. Peace.